I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 29 Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The the God of glory thunders, the Lord, over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to swirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Job chapter 39 verse 26 through chapter 40 verse 5. Is it by your wisdom that the hawk soars and spreads its wings toward the south? Is it your command that the eagle mounts up and makes its nest on high? It lives on the rock and makes its home in the fastness of the rocky crag. From there it spies the prey. It eyes it from its eyes see it from far away. Its young ones suck up blood, and where the slain are, there it is. And the Lord said to Job, Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? Anyone who argues with God must respond. Then Job answered to the Lord, See, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I've spoken once, and I will not answer. Twice, but will proceed no further. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Good morning and welcome to the second Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us uh, from Psalm 29. Uh, We continue on in Job 39 and 40, and then finally a very short passage from the Gospel of John. And um, the reading through Job... um, we're continuing to hear from God as God kind of 
rebukes or reminds Job of Job's place. And as chapter 40 begins, we have this word that I thought was interesting. Um, Shall the fault finder contend with the Almighty? And so I had to look it up to see what, like, from what (laughs) Hebrew word this came from, this fault finder. And it comes from the Hebrew word yakak, which is a verb. Um, and it means to rebuke or, or correct, plead, reason, chasten. Um, so the, uh, the, the connotation, um, it, it struck me because um, it's in this book, in Job. I don't know if it, it does occur in the New Testament. I'm not sure if it occurs elsewhere in the Old Testament, where Satan is, is called the accuser. Uh, in fact, I think al-Shatan means in Hebrew the, the accuser. Um, and accusations and pleading and faults remind me of a courtroom, like judicial proceedings, or legal proceedings, I guess I should say. And um, there's this really troubling and problematic image that people have of God, of like this judge maybe the judge comes down and like accepts the verdict on behalf of the accused and that's fine but um when i was in the military there's this guy i can't remember his name um he loved to play the the regulation game i guess um he was absolutely not a saint but well i mean like he wasn't perfect (laughs) he didn't try to be um, and he used the regulations, which are, you know, carry the same kind of force of law. He used regulations to defend himself from, you know, trying to get out of Article 15s and, you know, just generally trying to keep out of trouble by knowing the regulations. And the word we used to describe this guy was, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember if I did or not, um, was a barracks lawyer. And um, I don't know if that term is used elsewhere. It probably is, but it the effect of it was to you know kind of look down on the guy and say, you know, instead of doing the right thing, you're going to try and argue your way out of it using the law or regulations or whatever. Um, and I think I don't know if I if I felt like. He was getting out of stuff or not, but I, I I did hear that word and think, oh, you're not supposed to know and and hide behind the law um, that that you should just kind of take whatever punishment or whatever that's coming to you and not try and you know sham out of it. Um, but uh, the 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 legal kind of language in the Bible is much more prevalent in the Old Testament and Satan is called the accuser um, sometimes he's thought of as the prosecutor in, in this kind of court analogy of I don't know, it's not heaven but getting to heaven I suppose um, and uh, that's kind of counterbalanced in our New Testament reading from John where the Holy Spirit is called the advocate capital A. Um, an advocate is uh, someone who speaks alongside, advocare, uh, the Latin means to come to one's voice, to speak beside. And in French, 
advocate is just the word for lawyer. Um, and so the Holy Spirit kind of enters the, this courtroom analogy by advocating on behalf of the accused, typically sinners, Christians in, their, in our minds. And so this legal language framework allegory is not foreign to the Bible and not even to the New Testament. In fact, God kind of takes it up and it's no less than one of God's own persons that um, both argues on the defense of, uh, to the defense of sinners, comes to their defense, as well as kind of oversees the whole proceeding. Um, and so this idea that there can be barracks lawyers and that that's somehow a bad thing is um, a little misguided. And I, I think back on how we thought of that guy because I have, um, I've done, you know, something similar. I don't know if I've tried to defend myself. Well, yeah, I guess I have. Um, the whole GI Justice campaign, which you can learn about at GIJustice.com, um, is based on the idea that the law is good and that the law um, may have faults, but like we use the law and we should actively go about fixing it, updating it, revising it to make sure that it consistently protects those who need it and um, changes with the context uh, that it is currently embedded in. Like the law, some laws were written centuries ago um, and we've had to adapt them and revise them. And I think we need to continue to do that. And as soldiers and veterans, I think we, I think that impulse that the law is for someone else and those who kind of need the law or, or hide behind the law, you know, it's to cover up some deficiency. I, I think that that's still operative um, in the military and in veteran circles. Um, and part of that, I think, is the, the kind of grunt mentality of like, look, everybody just needs to kind of take the shit that rolls downhill and the guys who are trying to get out of it are just profile queens. Um, but that hides the fact that there are people who really do need um, the help that the law brings. And if we're just fine taking the, the slowest, heaviest, you know, worst running douchebag up front in formation so that we're all together, I don't think that's a far cry from making sure that those who need the law have access to it and aren't, aren't you know, shamed for using it. Um, and we have in the Bible, as Christian soldiers, we have this example of, you know, the use of legal language and, and um, metaphor to understand our place before God um, and Jesus's closeness and interaction um, and the Holy Spirit's advocacy on our, on our behalf. We need advocates. We may not like to admit it. But we do. We all do. Uh, we may not need, you know, lawyers here on earth, but we do need an advocate. Um, and God provides that advocate in the Holy Spirit. Um, I think it would do us well to be to remain aware of the fact in the military, where we have this shut up and drive on mentality, um, that we need to be careful against, you know, poo pooing people who need. Um, the law, who are in situations where the law can help, um, and to not, um, you know, not uh, 
you know, stigmatize them for for leaning on the law and using it to uh, make sure that they aren't taken advantage of. Um, and I don't know that I feel any differently about that guy. Maybe I do. Uh, but I do feel as though after going through civil rights legislations and, and realizing <clears throat> that privilege is only strong as your weakest link, when I um, experienced what I experienced um, at Duke and the bias and harassment um, as well as the discrimination that occurred there, I became that barracks lawyer. Um, and I, I don't particularly like, I don't particularly want to have to do that. And yet I know that if it happened to me and I'm a stubborn as shit, then it's happened to other people um, and that they may need um, the benefit of what, um, of what I've found um, and that my and our continuing to push not just for the rights of others, but the rights of everybody, including ourselves, uh, that seems to me to be, um, you know, a very natural outgrowth of our, our, our military and national service. And so I hope that we can overcome uh, the, you know, some of our hangups about what the law does and here, you know, the, the earthly law um, and how God enters into that, um, that, uh, that system, metaphorically as well as actually, um, and in order to redeem it and redeem us. A prayer for courts of justice from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who sits in the throne judging right. We humbly beseech you to bless the courts of justice and the magistrates in all this land and give unto them the spirit of wisdom and understanding that they may discern the truth and impartially administer the law in the fear of you alone. Through him who shall come to be our judge, your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.